It's the Tiltcast, episode 416, Life Without Pants. And this week, guys, we talk Final Fantasy XIV, Deep Rock Galactic, Surviving the Aftermath, Plague Tale, and Mm -hmm. Pillars of Eternity. Stay tuned. Not wearing anything. Keep the camera above the nipples. And we're back. Wow, that was a large spray. I never really noticed exactly how much it sprays across the table. I'm surprised you guys don't get showered by a freaking energy drink. Maybe that's what keeps you up instead of actually drinking it. That's uh, We're doing something slightly different. It's the Tiltcast. What day is it, Jason? It is April 3rd, 2020, at our earliest start time in a while. It's like 825. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. we technically didn't have to get dressed for this one so <laughs> so instead of the tilt cast it's the no pants cast it is no pants no man no pants cast we all sound a little different because we're not in the normal studio i'm the only one that's in studio but we're all recording via skype and it's just going to be this way for who knows how long but uh, it is something we can do yeah yeah, foreseeable future. Whatever. Um, hey, so I don't have to wear pants. I know. It's, it's great. So fucking weird. That's the reason Rusty's not on our cameras. Yeah. Um, yeah that and I don't have a, a webcam because I'm fucking paranoid, but I still play I, I still play Rift in my underwear, so I guess those are cameras? Uh, Technically? Yeah. All right. Well, if a hacker really wants to break into my Rift cameras, they're going to get something. They're going to get a package swinging. <laughs> I mean, some people like it thick. <laughs> Where's my notepad? <laughs> oh, I fucking saw a crack. There's a reason why I don't need to see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> They've got webcams. I don't. And, what you uh, don't know is I'm using a flashlight right now. A flashlight? You're using a f- <laughs> You got to it before me. You got to it before me. Oh, my God. I mean, one of us had to. Well, I can only see him from the neck up, and he seems to be bouncing a lot, so I have no idea what the hell's going on. He's sitting there just a-bouncing away. I mean, I don't have to worry about you guys seeing it unless I stand up, so there you go. I have to be conscious of it because I got the kiddo here, and... I've been working in these gym shorts all day. That's the nice thing about working from home is that I've got basically a game t-shirt on. A, like It's an old watchdog's t-shirt. Yeah. But, um, and I've been wearing gym shorts. Nobody sees me from like the neckline down. Like I always keep my webcam above the nipples, and that's the key. That's <laughs> it's important to only get the, uh, the, the head and shoulders, but n- nothing about below... The nipples. Yeah, the nipple, don't. the nipple line's about where you don't want your webcam to be. So it's weird that I have this many webcams. I don't even know. I mean, I know why part of it is for work. But the other part of it is just we had a webcam for um, a couple of trial runs we did for streaming. And then we had another one for the living room for another trial run that we were running. Um, and I guess at some point in the future, we ought to take advantage of all the motherfucking webcams. Um, that's Nobody something I needs forgot. to see that shit. There's something I forgot um, to the uninitiated. We are an M-rated show. You've already 
can kind of guess that. Yeah. So I mean, if you haven't by now. If things piss you off, then, you know, get off. <laughs> Otherwise, we... come and have fun with us because we're going to talk about 30 minutes of bullshit. And bullshit. Say, talk about some games and news after that. I have no idea how long this episode will be, but I'm uh, this is just weird. It's I'm a, not it's used a to different it. format for sure. Yeah, it's a format we're not used to. What I'm not used to is this Skype feature that I haven't seen before that blurs out the background and then doesn't blur out the foreground. So it looks like Jason's in front of like a false background. And he's got like a fan in the background that's moving, but it just it looks like he's just an overlay. Well, you look the same as well. It does the whole bokeh effect, so I can't see the rest of the podcast room. Um, I need this for video is, conferences. I mean, like, when you move your head towards your microphone, your head starts to blur out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about video that nobody can see. Woohoo! Maybe we All should right. start recording well, I mean, the video as well. Oh, no, we don't need to do that. Again, I don't have webcams. Plus, you're going to get one. My apartment is literally a cave. I have my what? apartment set up to be a dark room because I work at night. So I don't have proper lighting. You would just see a shadow in front of a screen anyway. <laughs> you could just put pictures up. Put pictures up? We could just animate you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah, just be the talking I cartoon, like like an emoji, <laughs> <laughs> just constantly grumpy. I'm not always grumpy, just ninety nine percent of the time. So, getting things moving along, um, it's been an interesting week as we've really transitioned to the uh, the no hands cast. Um, Jason, uh, you're still working out and about, aren't you? Pretty much. You get to drive places every day? I get to drive places every day, yes. Because my wife usually has me stop somewhere on my way home from work. So, yeah. Joy. It's usually work and then whatever whatever foray she has for me, like a hour and a half trip to Aldi. You're, You're essential, sir. You are very essential. I am extremely essential. I have a letter in my car and a card in my wallet to prove it. Oh, they gave you a card? Son of a bitch. My company cares. I I didn't get a card. I do have a paper on a clipboard in my backpack, which I take with me everywhere. Sometimes even to the recordings. Because reasons. There's no social distancing for you to do at your job though rusty is there there's no way for me to do what i do from a remote location well but you don't encounter humans i i generally don't and most of the time uh most of the time now at night uh it's even less of a uh, I, I see a couple guards that are behind glass and that's pretty much it. I work with one guy, and we tend to not be in the same place at the same time. So, yeah, it's I, I 
I have to leave every so often to do work, but I come right back to my home office because who knows who sneezed in, in an office situation, right? I don't, I don't like the, uh, the idea of working in a germ environment. So, you know, eh, whatever. I'm still essential. I'm pretty lucky with my job. I mean, the, with what I do, um, I can do everything remote. Um, the only downside right now is that I've been in this room since 8.30 this morning. I got up to eat. I've got up to take breaks. I got up for an hour to eat dinner, and then I came back to this room. So, so I've been in this room you... now for uh, off and on for 12 hours at this point. Oh boy, it's that's your prison. I mean, you're yeah, I can understand that. It's great for video calls because it is so sound dampening in here. Uh, The thing that keeps coming up is it sounds like you're in a coffin. I was like, that's the point. (laughs) But the the problem with it is in the background, all they see is the sound dampening stuff, um, and then you can barely see the microphones. And then I. I can't open the window because there's so much glare on my face. I look like a you know a teenager on MySpace 15 years ago. At Dude, a bad we're angle. all gonna look like ghosts after all this is done. Nobody's ever there's... seen had seen the sun for a fucking month. Well, there's or so more. much glare because I'm facing the window that you just can't see my face. You see the outline of my glasses. So I end up having to stand on a rolly chair and then put that thing down. And then what ends up happening is. Uh, it's just dark in here, and you just see my face lit up by monitors, and I'm the only guy on all the calls that's in the dark. So it's an interesting conversation piece every time it comes up. You've and nobody, got be- the- nobody believes me until I, like, open the light a little bit and then show them all the microphones and everything. I'm just like, yeah, but now you can't see me. But I feel right. like it's necessary because everybody thinks I'm in a sex dungeon. Well, it kind of is. I mean... We did hook, we did put up hooks. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's been interesting for me. The the kiddo is just like wanting to go outside and do things all the time. So like I offered her to go grocery shopping for me and of course she was gone for not half an hour but like two and a half hours. Um just I don't know, roaming the store, I guess. You're but, not supposed to do that. They get they get pretty uppity about that nowadays. About what? Go just going in Roman stores. There was a there was a couple things I saw on online of people fucking saying, "Hey, don't go to the store and just walk around. Go to the store with a goal in mind. Get your shit. Get the fuck out." It is literally. Welcome to Mar- Walmart. Get your shit. Get your uh, and get the hell out. It's awesome. And that's what I do. I mean, I have to go. I, well, I, I think buy, she went to four um, stores. I, oh, I went to, I, I normally go Walmart and then right the fuck home. And you know, when I get home, it's basically like, you know, I, I go into decontamination mode because I don't know what the hell happened to the fucking Walmart, right? So Right. Well, and apparently they're about to start limiting the number of people that can be in Walmart at one time, and they will literally have queue lines outside the door. So you're going to all stand next to each other for 30 minutes? No, I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. 
with uh, proper six foot distancing, you know, because they can put duct tape on the on the sidewalk. I guess. Or you know, you could just have them shop for you and bring it out to your car. That's one of the options that you have. You know, is you know the other option you have is it's funny you keep seeing all the memes right now of everybody talking about introverts versus extroverts, and I'm a little bit of both. But in the workplace, I'm a forced extrovert that secretly always wants to be an introvert. So the having the option to be home has changed my life in the way that I perceive work. Aside from getting stuck in this room, um, I'm very okay with it. And it's nice for me because, I mean, I got Steam on the tablet uh, through, uh, what is the hell is that called? Uh, Steam Links? Yeah, Steam Link, yeah. And it's pretty, pretty fucking sweet for my break or whatever. It's just, I've been trying to find different ways or different games that work well on a, on a Steam Link, and it's been interesting. Now, I haven't had really much time to Steam Link while I'm actually doing my job because it's been balls to the wall, but been a couple of times where I have like a lull where things were slow enough. The other thing I've been doing is just like watching nonstop you know, practical jokers while I'm getting yelled at all day uh, or I'm in meetings or whatever when the meeting's really boring, who knows. But uh, Well, aren't all meetings? Yeah, the majority of them. In, inherently boring. There's really only one meeting I ever look forward to and is you're getting a raise. And you know how often that happens? Once a year. Never. <laughs> You've gotten raises. I've gotten one. All right. I've gotten one. But that's, that's yeah. I'm due for another. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I understand. Uh, so, I mean, because of the nature of my work, it's all hands-on with, you know, with, uh, with hardware. I have to actually go work on shit, right? It's like you can't tell a mechanic to work from home, right? So you can't tell an IT professional that works on the hardware to work from home either. Um, but... In the meantime, like if I'm getting, you know, calls or reports or I'm just talking to people or, you know, or whatnot or reading emails, I'm not in the office. I don't don't deal with that shit. So most of the time I'm like, I come home to my home office. I've got my rig set up in front of me and my, my work computer set up to the side and I'm, I'm doing something on the rig. Whether that's YouTube or you know or something that I don't necessarily need to like actively play, and I'm watching you know watching work, make sure that I've got that taken care of. I'm not always busy, right? So there's a lot of times where, under normal circumstances, I'm watching YouTube at work. So uh, it's the the work can be kind of stressful. So this is kind of the stress relief. Yeah, yeah I think it. initially we we're not going to do the webcam thing. I'm kind of glad we are because it gives me uh, it feels a little bit more conversational um, being yeah. able to see who I'm talking to, well, so I can yikes. wildly gesticulate, even yeah. though <laughs> even though that the audience can't see it. Rusty can see the jazz hands. Uh, I you have I have you both up on my uh, my ultra wide in front of me and um, 
That's yeah, scary. It, that's grab hands. It's not jazz hands. Yeah, that's that's something different there, guy. <laughs> and, and you are you guys are seeing basically my avatar, and that's pretty much it. Um, it just shows a dot C. We're not dot. even seeing that. It's just dot C. I don't know what the hell. Uh, Skype, man, I tell you. Uh, so, yeah, it's me. I'm not like random porn dude as you thought I was. Uh, so, um, I don't know what the deal is. I'll have to figure out what Skype, what Skype names are. I don't know. I don't do the Skype thing from my home computer. <laughs> so, anywho. Uh, Anybody have anything particularly interesting that's actually happened? Um, Jason? I really can't thinking. say I have. I mean, it's... Uh, it's I mean, I'm... Going to work, coming home half half the evenings. I'm having to decam myself. You know, right. you 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 go going and... to going to Aldi after work, going to Sam's or wherever else the wife sends me. I guess all I'm doing um, is just washing my hands. What 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 else do you do? Like I've been so so you know the 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 first week of the month or, you know, last week of the month, first week of the month split, whatever is super busy for me at work. So I've just been like super stressed out. And of course, by the time I come home, kids are stressed out. Wife's stressed out because they've been stuck at the house all day. So, uh, really I went back and started watching house again. That's all right. Like from season one. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I figured it kind of fit the current situation. I guess if you really want somebody that is snarky and is an asshole uh, on the best of times and is uh, addicted to freaking painkillers. All right. I, I mean, mean, aside from the Vicodin addiction, uh, kind, kind of my hero. <laughs> I know a lot of people like that show, and I, when I lived with Trent, he watched it pretty religiously. Um, my doctor friend fucking hates that show, and my nurse friend. Of Matt's wife hates that show with a passion. Uh, Matt has been on the show a few times. She's a she's a nurse. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And then hearing it from both sides, they're just like, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, mo most people who are in the me medical perfect profession really didn't like it just for the simple fact that it always showed them doing something that violates the rules period well yeah that and he goes well people go to basically the edge of death before he really kind of comes up with something you know uh, yeah. almost every time which is like crazy it also kind of shows some doctors in a, uh, you know, in a, I don't know, not a great light. Like the he'll they'll show the doctors doing all the wrong things, and then he comes and does like the off the wall right thing, yeah. you know, to fix shit. So, <clears throat> like I don't know, I, I haven't watched a whole lot of House, but I remember the. Uh, the well, one episode where this chick was just like 
slowly dying and they couldn't figure out what the fuck was wrong with it. And then he realized all of these things were symptoms of Lyme disease and found a fucking tick in her cooch. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. What? Season two. I think it's episode 18. I just watched it not long ago. <laughs> See? Confirmation. <laughs> an actual episode. I remember something. I mean, uh, I don't know. I just really like, I really like Hugh Laurie, to be honest. So that show was, was one of my favorites when it was on. It was just the sarcasm, I think. That was what, you know, he, he's basically dripping with sarcasm every time you see him on screen. So, yes. And, and that's what resonates with a lot of people who just are fed up with their job. Uh, they want some hero that is basically sarcastic as part of their job and gets away with it because it's house. So, yeah, that's the one thing I wish I could do. Like, there's a work filter. You always wish that you could turn the work filter off. I know everybody who works has a work filter. That's, they don't say things because it's probably going to piss somebody off or get them fired. But you really, really want to say these things. House doesn't have a work filter. That's yep. why he has, that's why he resonates with so many people is he gives zero fucks. Zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> this and he does it in a profession that's supposed to have the quote bedside manner, the, the, uh, probably the strongest of work filters. Um, he does it in a profession that requires that on, on a normal basis. So it's that's what resonates with me about House is that he's able to do that and not like, you know, suffer too bad of circumstances. I mean, well, I mean, part of that was the fact that he had a major layer of guilt on his boss for ruining for her ruining his leg. Yeah, and well, you know, he plays that up a ton in the show. I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen the backstory for the show. I saw maybe that one episode that stuck because Tick and Cooch. Um, but that's... <laughs> I don't know why. It's stuck in my brain. Uh, but that's... Uh, that's it. And I haven't watched House at all. So, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's... That's pretty much what... Well, I've been doing, I'm kind of still in a gamer rut where I, you know, I start trying to play something and then it just doesn't feel right. I try something else that doesn't feel right. And I just, I give up. Holy shit. Was Man, I in that? This I think week? it's like contagious. I think there's an initial onset of a small, like if you want real talk for just a second, we'll get back to being assholes. Like there's a little bit of depression that comes with this and it's finding your way out of that funk because there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And the one thing that is certain, as long as we're still breathing and not dying, um, we can do this for a while. Right. By a while, I don't mean, I don't have 
an end date yet until it no longer becomes relevant or we get sick of doing it. But, yeah, I mean, we've got the technology, as they say. Right. We can but build it better. We can, <laughs> we can build it. So, that being said, though, I feel like, like Rusty had posted something in our secret group about being in a rut. And I think it's just the, you know, a lot of it has to do with we're we're all in places where we need the jobs need us. Excuse me. So that's not the issue. the The issue is just being in total uncertainty. I think of like yeah. what what's going to happen after this, right? I mean, and, I'm I was already kind of like a homebody introvert kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, if there I was already, just if there was a whole different reason for this. Yeah. Besides the potential of going outside and dying or, you know, catching something that would make somebody else die. Um, I don't think I, I think I would be pretty good. Mm, and for the yeah. most part, I'm pretty good, honestly. Like, I can live this life in the bunker. See, um, I think I saw a Facebook post uh, earlier today, and I think it, it kind of resonates uh, with me is um, uh, I can't wait for this uh, this pandemic to be over so that I can be an introvert on my own terms. Yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's it's just the kind of the forced, you know, the 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 forced you have to stay in. You don't have a choice. You don't really, you know, it's it's not socially acceptable now to actually be in a uh, in a, a public place. Whereas if I got into a rut and I needed to uh, to kind of break out of it, it's possible for me to say go to, you know, go out to a movie or, uh, or you know, just go out and remind myself why I'm actually an introvert. Uh, the, you know, that option's not here. So I have to deal with what I've got with what I've got right here. Uh, and yeah, I'm, hit a rut this week. It sucked. I would get off of work and normally I've got a couple hours or so after work before I have to pass out. I work 12 hour shifts. It's, you know, it doesn't leave a whole lot of personal time in my day. So normally I get a couple hours worth of gaming in before I go to bed. I sat there for hours this whole week looking at my steam library going what the fuck do i play i mean i had played monster hunter like crazy over the past uh, uh over the past few weeks to the point where these guys here were were telling me holy shit you need to like lay off a fucking monster hunter because 400 some odd hours in the course of a month is pretty stupid honestly i was and just I more concerned for your personal health at that point with I mean, yeah, I was sitting down for a long period of time for that. So, <laughs> Just yeah. like, like your your le- you're gonna your legs are gonna go necrotic, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, uh, probably not. You know, it's probably not the best thing for me, but at least it kept my attention. Like there was, there's a little bit of a rut right now. There's a lot of uncertainty as far as game releases are concerned because, you know, this whole thing has affected supply chains. So it's can we get these games and digital uh, digital downloads is going to help, you know, for sure. That's why steam is kind of roaring right now because you can get 
all of the games that you want digitally downloaded. Uh, and that's what I'm going to end up doing for pretty much everything. It's kind of, you know, a continuation of the norm for me because I haven't bought the only time I ever actually buy a, uh, a physical copy is when I'm going to share it with you guys. Uh, so yeah, through my rewards program at work, um, I could pick up physical copies of Neo two and doom eternal. If either of you got, well, rusty wouldn't, but Jason might be interested. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, See, and I thought I'm about the... doing that just because it'll probably take forever and a day for me to get them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, cause shipping is pretty uncertain right now. But if, if either of you are interested in either game or Neo One for that matter, um, those are some things I've been thinking about. And then we've got Game Pass that's got a decent amount of games on it. I know yeah, see, that's another thing. The uh, you know the uh, Game Pass and a lot of companies right now, a lot of companies are doing uh, you know specials where you can get. Uh, you can get more games on Game Pass, or they're giving discounts for games, or they're giving free, uh, uh, like free trials for games, uh, so that you can, you know, you have something to play. Uh, a lot of these uh, these companies have seen, you know, the opportunity to get people to actually play their games because they've got a captive audience now. It's it, these people are meant to stay home and uh and now this it's easier than ever to get people into you know into a game they might not have played before or were on the fence about um you know so there's there's a lot of games popping up on steam that are going on sale uh epic is doing a sale right now uh you know Game Pass has always been a you know a great value, uh, and they're you know they're keeping their uh, their game library you know nice and stocked with good games right now. So uh, the problem I had was is uh, I didn't feel like playing any of them. <laughs> just right. kind of going around the room. I've got a couple, but I don't want to just talk forever. Um. What did you did you land on anything, Rusty? Well, so I did actually get. Uh, I, so I I opened up the wallet. Right, I didn't have anything in you know in my Steam library that really didn't you know that caught me. So I I knew I needed to do something new and different. Uh, I heard you talk about Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, I said, well, fuck it, it's dwarves in space. Why not? Uh, and um, I actually have somebody that's in Alaska time zone that plays quite a bit later than me. Uh, um, you might have met TJ at one point. Maybe. Um, I've one of my longest known friends ever. Um, he plays a, a hell of a lot of that with him and his son. Um, you know, we're old. And of course, he had his son early, kind of like Matt. So his son's like 21. Nice. But um, him and his son play it. Um, fairly late, like 11 p.m. on to like one or two in the morning. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. I I, I basically just touched on it. I think yeah, at the beginning of the game, you're bit uh, you're told to go through all of the uh, uh, all of the different mission types at least twice. Yeah, or something like that. 
what to class did you run the map. What class did you start with, or have you stuck with a class? Uh, gunner. I, Perfect. I stuck gunner. We need a gunner. Uh, uh, I kind of actually like gunner a lot because uh, minigun, who doesn't? Uh, it's freaking amazing. Um, so yeah, I've been playing uh, playing a little bit of that. Uh, it's just I only picked it up maybe a day or two ago. Uh, so it's I, I think it's fun in a certain way. Like the the random map generation for the caves isn't great, but it still in development. Yeah, it's still in development, but I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make the caves the way that I would want to see them. So the have you figured the, out how to use your map? Yeah, I've figured out how to use the map a little bit. I mean, you kind of get used to how the caves flow together, and at a certain like the easy thing is when you see dirt, like a dirt right. wall, you know that there's a connection somewhere close that you can dig into. Right. The and problem then, I ran into is on the uh, on a uh, one of the desert ones uh, on the desert map. Uh, there was a cave that basically ended without one of those little dirt walls. And to and it didn't have any of the mineral that I was looking for to complete the you know complete the mission in the first part of the cave, so I had to randomly dig in a direction to find another cave. Which I mean, you can kind of use the map, which works kind of like you know sonar in a way, uh, so you can kind of see through some walls. Um, you and I was able to find something. You to, did figure out be, that you can zoom out and spin that map around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's usually not, it's not that bad. Most of the time, even if you can't find it, you can kind of see where stuff is at. And right. Generally, you just continue to go down until you find something. The one that's hard is when minerals or things that you need to get are on the ceiling. And so, when you're in single player mode, you send your little robot Bosco to mine that stuff. Right. Um, I kind of wish you could bring Bosco in multiplayer. You can't. Um, you're going to run into challenges where you cannot do the secondary objective easily, and it's going to take you more time to complete the secondary objective than it is to run another mission. And that's the times you, at least in my head with my game loop, that I decide to just cut my losses and move on to the next mission. Right. You don't get a whole lot of extra credits for uh, for doing the secondary. I mean, it's a nice little chunk, but it's not... You know, not like it's a required thing. Like the way that uh, me and TJ have it are kind of in uh, in agreement about is like if we can't if we finish the primary objective and we can't do the secondary objective in like the next five or so minutes, we're not going to do it. Right. Um, but there are times that we stay much longer. So there are like the higher levels. There are these huge fire throwing like beetle things that like shoot freaking explosions at you <laughs> that's the only way i can describe it it's just like lava explosions all over the place but when they blow up the crater that they blow up in which is huge um turns all the mineral all the surface minerals of everything they blew up into gold and so there's a couple of times we ran into that where we came out at almost 2000 gold which wow. is a resource you know that actually adds to your cash flow which you use for upgrades and stuff like that 
So there's been a couple times that we've lagged behind. We're like, no, we're killing that thing. We're going to get all the gold and spend another 10 minutes mining all the fucking gold that it left behind. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird uh, game. It's like there's really not a lot. It borrows from a lot of other genres, but it's very much unique unto itself. Yeah. I. It's all right to play single player. It's just not like I was I picked it up because I was hoping maybe I would, you know, catch you playing it. Uh, you know, to be honest, I was like, okay, it's a multiplayer game, and I think what I need right now is something multi. I need something to play with other people. Have you um, tried randos with it yet? I haven't really done much with it, honestly. I've only done maybe six or seven of the missions, so it's. I felt like getting into a random group, especially the first time I tried. I ended up in a group of like people with like level fifty fucking characters and shit, and I'm like. Well, I'm like level three, so. <laughs> uh, I almost never do randos. I've done randos with it a couple of times. Most of the time, it's been me and TJ, or me and my friend Dustin, or TJ and his son. Yeah, it's my my schedule makes it kind of hard to do multi, which really kind of leads to the the next thing that I did. Um, so. I may not be super proud of it, but uh, I... Uh, Fleshlight Saber my... is nothing to be sad about. What? Fleshlight Saber is nothing to be sad about. Hey, my Beat Saber is my Beat Saber. I still play it every once in a while, about an hour or so, until I fucking sweat from my ass crack. It's crazy. Um, no, it's... Uh, the The next thing that I picked up was Final Fantasy 14. I re-upped my uh, my subscription, bought the you know, latest expansion, and have been sitting here for, well, this morning, uh, I spent about four hours just watching YouTube videos of all the changes that's happened in the past two years. And then I looked at my, uh, at my subscription history and realized that it was two years to the day that I stopped stopped playing the oh game. Oh my god! So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it, that is going to be probably what fills all the void that isn't multiplaying with you guys or or, or playing new games. Uh, they had a forty percent off you know discount for the uh, the expansion, which kind of was like, okay, there's really not a reason to pick this up for you know twenty bucks and spend fifteen dollars for you know for at least a month to try it out, right? So you know the amount of game to investment was pretty right in my head, uh, and I figure that'll. You know, give me a little bit of a challenge to uh, to work through for the you know for at least the next couple of weeks. Uh, I know Final Fantasy VII remakes coming out you know really soon, um, next week I think, something like that. Uh, the tenth is what you know what it says there. You can preload it uh, right now. You know, of course, you're gonna hear this after that probably, but um, it's. All available for preload on PlayStation, and uh, I have to dust my PlayStation off to make sure that it still works. Um, 
but I plan on playing Final Fantasy VII Remake because it's part of my my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> You're smirking at me, asshole. Wait, Just something random. Fixing? I thought to break it up before I go to Jason. So this was extremely relevant to where we're at. Um, and at some point, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about it. But, of course, the whole Joe Exotic story has been going all over um, Netflix and Facebook and everything else. And there's a really great meme. It says, tigers have false eyes in the back of their ears to discourage predators from attacking them from behind. There's a reply to this that says, I'm slightly more terrified of tigers and a thousand percent more terrified of whatever the fuck a tiger considers a predator. The response is, that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> I thought it was fucking clever. I have not seen this fucking show. I have I, not. I kind of plan turned, on watching some of it. I, I turned off my Netflix before this this meme happened. Uh, but Well, the crazy thing is, and I know it's not really kid appropriate, but the kid is 17. Um, she just came up to me the other day. She's like, so I named Zoe Carol Baskins and I named Lola uh, Joe Exotic. She's like, watch the documentary and you'll understand. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And we've had many discussions about um, going to random uh, Savannah-styled zoos as a child because when I was growing up, I knew this was a thing, but I didn't know all the crazy backstory behind any of it. Um, One tiger keeper, Joe, the other safari Joe got in trouble for, what, pedophile stuff? And then you've got Joe Exotic that got in trouble for uh, attempted murder. Yep. So Okay. And they're both redneck as fuck. Not a native Oklahoman, so I wasn't even aware that these things existed. Uh, Yeah, there used to be an like drive through zoo, which was the Savari Joe thing, and then the Joe Exotic thing, I can't remember, was a much smaller private thing. Yeah. The Safari Joe actually still exists and he owns uh Big Splash, hence the name of the the name change. Big oh. Splash being a small water park here in town. Yeah. Ah, okay. I the know. random I, ass I, things I, about central US. Right, where we Big live. Splash. Uh, the only thing that I remember, you know, thinking about Big Splash is like splinters in your ass. That's the only thing I remembered, you know, something about. Like I just remember me and my dad daring each other to go down the the Silver Bullet, which was it's like a two hundred foot tall slide that you get going like seventy five miles an hour down in your swimsuit. Yeah. And by the time no. you get to the bottom, the swimsuit's wedged in your ass cheeks and all the way up and hugging your nuts. Yeah. Um, see, I, I I stay away from uh, from basically all water parks and anything that is like a water slide. Well, you um, skip across the I, water when you come out um, like it, a stone, and then you finally like like deluge yourself at the very end. It's it's actually and, pretty and cool. I would do it again for some people. That might be that might be fun for some people, but. We'll so do it. Let's do a big splash park. party for our joint birthdays. <laughs> I went to the water park one time, like early on in my life, right? And then I heard the story of somebody that went down one of those fiberglass water slides and caught a fiberglass splinter in the ass, and it basically ripped that person's ass cheek completely off. Woo. And I was like, 
okay, I'm never going down a fucking water slide ever at any speed. <laughs> and I'm like, that is terrifying. Terrifying. In the words I'm of Death Clock, sure it's this, brutal. I'm not even sure if the story was real. I'm like, but the the fact that the story existed was enough for me to go, nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I, I will go to a pool where I know that I'm not going to get a fucking fiberglass splinter the size of a fucking board shoved up my ass. <laughs> in random plague news, um, one of the things that when I was in my rut, I decided I really had to zen myself out, and then I just loaded up Game Pass. I was like, don't buy anything. What are we going to play? I was like, I've had Plague Tale on the radar for a while. I was like, I'm going to post about it and say I'm going to do it. And then because I did that, I'm going to feel compelled to do it. So that's what I did. I played a Plague Tale. Um, took me about 12-ish hours. I want to say that's about right. Did not 100% it or anything crazy like that. Um, starts off kind of slow. Um, it is a very pretty game. Um, it's about... Essentially, it's very loosely based on the Black Plague, about how the rats spread the plague and all this other stuff. Right. It gets a little bit into the supernatural. Um, essentially, the gameplay's like this. You've got the older sister who has a slingshot and has different ammo types so that she can light torches, so that she can knock people out, so that she can make their helmets hot so they take them off and then she can kill them. Um and she, uh, what else can she do? I think that's about it. And then you basically, it's a series of stealth and puzzles that are not that hard that drive a story. And the story is really what it is. It, the, there's boss fights that aren't real hard. I don't even know if there's a difficulty setting on it, to be honest with you. But um, it's a really good looking puzzle game is kind of where I got with it. It's very stealth-based, very puzzle-based, very story-based, story-heavy. Um, the story pissed me off at first because very early on, and this is not a huge spoiler, um, a dog dies, and that made me really upset. They got the sound effects down too well. Oh, jeez. And that really hurt my heart a little bit. Um, but there was nothing to kill that I could kill, so that kind of sucked. It's a very brutal story. Um, it is very much an M-rated game. Um, the kid is, the little kid is a little bit annoying at first, and then you kind of grow to like him. Um, and there's some really surreal moments in that game. Um, there's a shitload of rats. Man, there's a shitload of rats. And the rats are pretty gross. Um, by the end of the game, you're really starting to hate fucking rats. But I, I was ready to be done with it. I can see why people put it up on like a game of the year, because it was just so well done. It's not a real big studio that did it, but it's a very well-crafted game. Like, I'm just very impressed with the level of, like, it was just the right amount of length to break me out of my game funk because it was something I could start, make progress in, visible progress, and finish and have a solid understanding of what was going on. And with it being on Game Pass, like, it's a no-brainer if you're even vaguely interested. Yeah. Um, I... It was a story-driven experience that you just kind of went through and were done with, and I was had my fill and felt good about it. Um, music's pretty good. The stories are pretty. The story itself is pretty good. 
The gameplay works pretty good. There's not a lot around, like, one thing I think it could have made it better is maybe more less, being a little bit less linear, I guess. Maybe more ways to solve some of the puzzles. Everything kind of has mostly one way to do it. But there wasn't a point that I ever had to look at a guide or anything like that. Like, most of the time it took me a minute and then you figure it out. There's no real penalty to death other than starting over from the checkpoint. The checkpoint system is pretty generous. You're never going to lose more than five minutes of play. Mm. So, it's... That's not bad. No. The worst thing about it is there the the worst part that I ever ran into is there's a portion, and I'm going to give up... It's not a story spoiler, but it's a mechanic spoiler, um, where you have to walk along a cart while you're being shot at by archers, and... I was getting in the wrong spot and kept getting killed. And there was a little cutscene, a little bitty secret that I found. So every time I restarted, I had to go find the secret, listen to what the dude had to say, come back and then start that push and slog again and try to kill guys as they're popping up as I get in the right, the sweet spot to where you don't get shot by arrows as you're moving along. Oh. And... It took me like 10 attempts. Um, So I spent like an hour on this one little spot going like, and then the cut scene that I was going through over and over again, lost all of its weight. And I was so ready to be done with that spot. And, but aside from that, um, the last boss fight, so to speak, uh, took me two, maybe that took me three tries. Um, And it only, the whole fight is maybe five minutes long. So that's what I'm saying. It's not a real hard game. Um, yeah. And that's what's good for me to not have something that I was going to smash my face against. Because that's what happened to me with Surge. I got past, I got to the second boss fight in Surge 2. And I really wanted to play it. And I was like, I'm not in the mood to, to learn over and over and over again a boss fight. Um, which is just the only reason why I haven't picked up Neo 2. I don't want to waste my money on something I end up playing three months from now. Right. So... Uh- it's a it's a mindset thing. Of, is as soon as you get to a funk, you definitely don't want a game that's going to be too fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, you want a challenge, but you don't want something that's going to piss you off because you will you have nowhere else to go. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to remind myself that I like video games again. I was like, did right. I, did it did this end for me? And I was like, no, I had to analyze myself. This is all you. You're not doing anything at the end of the day. You're just working your ass off at work and then not doing anything. You need to get out of the funk. And that that pulled me out. Then I played some Deep Rock Galactic with TJ, did a few maps, leveled up my engineer, started leveling up my uh, scout. Um, and then I really had to sit down for a second and say, what do I really want to play? And I was like, something I can play on the iPad 2 if time allows um, through Steam Link. And so I picked up. Uh, I didn't pick up. I mean, I had it, but I never finished Pillars of Eternity 2, and I stopped playing it when the first expansion came out. So I started all over again, um, which I've done in Obsidian games a lot. But yeah. I started started all over again from scratch, but I started it in turn-based mode, and I really like turn-based mode. I figured out what my problem is with that and Baldur's Gate and everything else. I don't think I'm a huge fan of real-time pause. I really don't. Um, it's because there's too many, what happens to me is I miss all the details of the fight that I like, um, all the little abilities that you kind of queue up in real time mode, but in turn-based mode, I really know what I'm doing. I really know what the effect was. I really know if, you know, while I'm letting the battle play out and things are on autopilot, 
if things are working out correctly. What I was ending up doing is I'd micro so much that it got tedious in real-time mode. It was like, unpause, cue, pause, cue, pause, cue, right? And I didn't understand my initiative very well. So now with pause mode in Pillars 2, you can see your turn order on the top. You can see everybody's health bar on the top. Um, You can now understand how it's using your action points, so to speak, with each one of these moves. You can now see without pausing, unpausing, pausing, and unpausing, like what the effect is. Like, should the skeleton be being hit by a sharp weapon or should I be using a blunt weapon? Yeah, no, now I know that it needs to be a blunt weapon because I'm watching real time when it has no effect. So I'm paying attention to that. And then, of course, every it feels like every attack has more weight now. So it's understanding the battle system and seeing the effects of everything as it plays out in turn-based mode while a little bit slower. I actually like the pacing a lot better, and I'm really, really enjoying playing it right now. I just got off the first island. I started getting into um, the first pirate mission, um, which is where I've been at. I played probably the slowest fucking Pillars game ever today, as I literally spent the majority of the day just reading because I had virtually no time. Steam Link has a really good tablet overlay that somebody created for that game, or maybe Obsidian did. But basically, you can use the tablet to move the mouse and do things. But if you need all the other controls like tab or anything else, you shake the tablet, it displays an overlay that has all the buttons you need for all those extra things that are all clear. So it's an overlay of buttons to figure things out. You shake the tablet again, that goes away, now you're back to your mouse. So you can kind of, and it does it in trackpad mode, so you can move your mouse with your finger and then tap it again to make it select an action. So the controls actually work extremely well through Steam Link on Pillars um, on a tablet. And so if you were to Steam Link that anywhere in the house, like that is a great game to play on a tablet right now, especially <laughs> just, in turn-based mode. Just seeing you shake a fucking tablet, just like, son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, and you don't need to, but like you hold tab to see where item, like interactable items are. And so when you want that overlay, you just, it's a slight shake. I mean, you can see it on the camera, but it's just like, you know, yeah. I don't know what do not, you shake. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to compare it to. I mean, I, the first thing, and this is a sad thing. The first thing is like, shake it like a baby, but that's not, that's <laughs> not the thing that you're supposed to shake. So I don't, Damn. what, shake it like a, I don't know, a mixed drink. You can shake it like you, you know, like you, like your pen. Uh, there's a couple of gestures you can do on certain phones that basically allow you to shake uh, the phone and do something. Um, it's not like, a, you know, a, a hard shake. It's just kind of like you wobble it. Yeah, it's like a flip real quick. Yeah. And then the accelerometer you know, notices that it, you did something, and so it pops the overlay up. But it's, you know, so you, because you don't have a mouse scroll, right, you've got a mouse scroll button. It looks like a D-pad. It's just mouse wheel up and mouse wheel down. That's one of the buttons. One of the buttons is sneak mode, so you don't have to click it with your mouse. Um, one of the buttons is your map. One of the buttons is a zoom function for zooming into a certain part of the screen. Um, you know, one of the buttons is tooltips, you know? It's just all those, like, really random things that you wouldn't get just having a mouse that it lets you have so you can do it. It even has, like, a big, um, it looks like a, what do you call it, like an analog stick? Uh on there for you to just pan the scene around if you need to do that. So it's really works really well with Steam Link. I'm just incredibly impressed with it. And 
Pillars has never been better. At this point, like, I'm totally hooked. I kind of wish I had more time to play it right now, but I was like, no, I'm really interested in podcasting via Skype tonight. <laughs> I half-assed considered playing it while we are doing this. I was like, no, I want to have my attention here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it that sounds, I mean, you, you find different ways to be able to, you know, to you know, play games and enjoy it. Um, and I think right now, specifically right now with people having, you know, a different work environment than they're used to and maybe a little more free time, uh, than they're used to, uh, that it's probably the best time ever to get into gaming and try different, you know, different control schemes for games, especially like in your situation, you want to use a tablet for it. Uh, this would be a great time to be able to see what you can do with it. Well, and I, you know, I've been using Steam Link a real long time. I don't like always being in the same room. And yeah. so for me, that's part of the appeal of it, right? Like I want to watch TV in the bedroom and play Steam and sit on the bed and just, you know, the dog, the dog will usually calm down if I'm in a place that she wants to be. So being on the couch means I'll roll the little table to me or sitting on the bed, you know, the dog will go under the covers and pass out. So for me, you know, I might want to, like I've been trying to catch up on, and I know it's not the cool thing to do, but I still like Walking Dead and I'm still getting through that. So I've been slowly watching that every now and then. Um, and I was watching that the other day while I was playing something on my tablet and it's, I prefer Steam Link games, obviously to iPad games by a huge margin. So, well, of course, um, There's... any game that's like turn-based that works on my tablet, like I'm going to be all about. Yeah. I, I tend to, uh, to play a lot of, a lot more passive games anymore. Um, or games that only require my attention for a period of like time of, maybe 10 minutes not you know nothing more than that because it kind of fits into those those weird spaces where you're not doing shit for work or you're in a break or something like that you have something to do get your mind off of things and that's kind of important right now um you know for me boredom is you know is uh is a problem that I have to fight and a lot of other people I can find online are also in the same boat, you know, looking at having, uh, you know, uh, at least a couple hours worth of boredom a day that you just have to kind of fill the space with. And, you know, games are perfect for that. Certain games are better than others. Of course, uh, being able to pause is great. Uh, I know that you have been on a, almost year-long binge of games that you can easily pause. Yeah, as you, can, you can't you can see is the... I've got Zoe sleeping on one side of the room, and I've got Lola creeping up on her on her belly. Uh-huh. Sneaking up to see if Zoe wants to play. Uh, those pups are going to miss us. <laughs> yeah. Um, after well, the... We provide a uh, a necessary enrichment for at least the Lola dog, uh, the uh, Lola the uh, the the Wonder Dog. Yeah, the, uh, the day the, the Zoe pup got the run. 
she uh I've been asking the kiddo to take her on her runs, so Zoe's got a got a run today and was very happy to go. I guess she jogged a mile, which was really good for Zoe. Nice. And then yeah. Lola's like a twice a day. I've been forcing myself to walk in the morning and then forcing myself to walk usually after work. I didn't do it today because holy shit, it's weather. It's weather. <laughs> That's what it is. It's weather. We went from weather. 60, 70 degrees down to 30 something. Uh, yeah. I should ask I weatherman know. Jason the temperature, but. Um, I'm, 30, I'm all about it. 37? Yeah, I'm all about it. I don't know. Jason, I ask Alexa. Did you jump in and do any gaming over the last week? I haven't done a whole lot. Um, like I said, much wasn't really piquing my interest. So in small little bursts um, on my Switch, believe it or not, I went through, started playing A Link to the Past for probably the 20th time in my lifetime. Damn. Um, it's, it's worth at least a 21st play. I know, right? Uh, so I've just been, I've just been having a little bit of fun with that in small bursts, but I haven't really gotten into anything uh, hardcore in a long while. Yeah, I've gotten real fucking bored. Like seriously, this morning, I don't know. This morning, I was having some problems, man. I, I, oh, look at the pup. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, this morning I had some problems actually going to sleep. Uh, so I'm here. Here I am at like with about three and a half hours for the sleep because yay. Uh, but when you're when you're bored, but you can't go to sleep, and your mind is racing, you there's find a wonder things. dog on camera. I see this. Ah, oh, she's so cute from far away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh so so my sleep addled brain comes up with a uh with things that need to happen and this morning i decided that alexa needed to be able to respond to certain things like me cussing at her so what did I, she do i taught i taught alexa to respond to just a couple I'm phrases not quite sure how to help you with that yeah fuck you all right, so this is this is how this works. Alexa, fuck you. Oh, come on. Seriously, you're going to fucking, like, break now? <laughs> Stage fright. Damn it. Normally, she'll do just that, where she'll, uh, uh, she'll have a, like, new. But this is, uh, this is, this is what she's supposed to say. So I'll say, fuck you. Listen here, you little twerp. Don't make me come through the internet and ruin your damn day. I'll hang you up on the wall by your scrotum if you don't quit. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is next level boredom. <laughs> and, and, and then I'll say, Alexa, I'm sorry. Yeah, damn right you are. <laughs> and then your neighbors start to hear you. <laughs> so 
no, I'm 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 I'm, I'm upping the SAS level of my of my Alexa by uh, what are you doing? Uh, never Is that mind. some kind of sex picture? Uh, please don't show that on uh, on Skype. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm just I, so I spent some time just fucking around with Alexa. You can do that uh, if you have a uh, a personal assistant. You can actually go into the routines and specify things like I I have. Uh, I have added cuss words to just about every command. So if I say, Alexa, shut the fucking lights off. Uh, and now my lights are out. <laughs> <laughs> so That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, my boredom knows no bounds in some cases. And when I run into... Uh, uh, a rut. These these are the random shit things that happen in my household. So, of course, now it's dark in here. Alexa, lights to ten percent, because I still want to keep it as a cave. <laughs> this is why you can't see me because I keep the lights at ten percent at all times. Uh, yeah, man. I don't, I don't have. I don't. I don't think there's anything really. It's just, we are just kind of existing. We're, we're trying to survive it right now. So boredom aside, we, we play games as much as we possibly can. Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm not sure if that was a smart decision on my part, but. Um, it is what it is. I didn't I mean, get back to him. Jason, did you say you hadn't played anything? You just played the Zeldas? Yeah. No. Like yeah. I keep thinking about playing Division Two's expansion because that also feels like maybe a little too close to home, but why not? Yeah, it's. Oh yeah, the only thing I've lacked there is real uh, time and um uh, and interest both hitting at the same time. Yeah, I the, think you um, just need to find somebody to play with. The well, I mean, I have crystal but you know with the kids the way they are the in situation they're in you know most of the time they're not going to bed till nine o'clock or later lately so um and then you know by then i have to be in bed so i can go work in the morning yeah i i had i had the division two kind of queued up as well I'm going to screenshot that, you fucker. Um, <laughs> it's going on the internet now. Um, I see. The, uh, so, yes, Division 2 actually was on the radar, uh, considering I still, I, I bought the the full thing. Like, I spent, what, the $100 or something like that, supposed to have all the expansions and shit. Yeah, it doesn't uh, come with this expansion, though, does it? Uh, based on what Epic Store says, it did, which kind of surprised me. Um, so I guess I don't know. It, it just said that I owned it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain if they want to give it to me for free. Um, 
or yeah. I uh, or I spent way more than I thought I th- thought I did. Sometimes that happens. Uh, but yeah, uh, I still ha- I I didn't download it. There's a couple reasons why I didn't. You know, it just I guess it was right on the nose. I guess it's a it's a weird game. But if you look at what's happening in New York right now, and you look at what's happening, you know what happened in New York in the division. There's some pretty glaring similarities, and it's kind of on the nose for me right now. So I was trying to go as far away from that as possible. Too much like reality. It's too much like reality right now. And Justin is so bored that he's taking photos of himself by lighting his face up with a flashlight. And he looks like the... He he looks he looks like the white devil on on Skype. He's lit up enough that I can't even see his face at the moment. That's crazy. All right. I mean, is it time for a break yet? I th- I think it's time for a break. Let's take a break. Um, and we'll be back. Well, according to you, as far as you know, in just a second. For us, who know, the fuck knows? Oh Jesus! I think it's poop time for Lola. So we'll be back. Yeah, we are. See how much it helps to have video, Rusty? I guess. I found a webcam. Yay. He did, and he likes I playing mean, with his lights. We we can see all the stupid expressions Rusty makes that makes our night. That's true. It really? does. Communication between us when we're doing the show is often very visual for cues on what we need to do. Yeah, Rusty. And Rusty's face animates like no one else's. So, really, I don't yeah. know. I still kind of lo- think uh, the other thing about the webcam is I can see myself, which is it's kind of like speech jamming. If you ever heard yourself on the phone while talking on the phone with a little bit of a delay, it's basically that for me. I guess. I mean, I don't pay uh, the picture of me so small. Really <laughs> like, you ever find yourself, like, when you're in presentation mode, so anytime that I'm on, like, a video conference, like, I end up talking with my hands to find, to, like, make a point because I realize that I don't, in normal conversation, do anything other than blankly stare and talk like this that you can't see. Yes. <laughs> Like that. And so I'll find myself like an anime character, like overacting while I'm talking so that I'm making a point. <laughs> we like things like, this is the part where I wish we had video, but it's just funny because you end up like over gesturing sometimes. The other day I was helping somebody out that was a random stranger at another site and I forgot that when people call in without the default setting is for it to pick up your webcam and most people in the enterprise don't have a webcam. And I do. So every time somebody calls me for help on something, it automatically pops me on the screen. And so I realized that my dog was in my lap. 
And of course, that made them laugh a little bit. They don't know me from anybody. And there's me with all this fucking glare and then the dog in my lap just like yawning and then like trying to lick my face as I talk. And I find myself like every time I'd say something like, all right, does that make sense? And like I would just like over gesture. And they were the one that commented is like, do you watch anime? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I realized that when I'm on camera and I didn't realize it would default to this, that I figured that I had to make every time I made a point that I'd have to gesture with it because now I'm conscious of what I'm doing. Does so it, it made for a funny make, random moment with a stranger that works in my company. Sense to you, you. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I just ended up leaving the camera on. And so every time somebody calls me for help on something, I was doing um, help on our VPN line the other day. And that was, it kept coming up. So I'd come up on camera and of course people would have to, I'd have to explain the, the darkness. The darkness. Yeah. The darkness, the darkness rises. Uh, one of the things I forgot so, to mention while we were talking earlier is um, there was a game that I played that I found pretty relaxing. Um, that's still in early access. It's on Epic Game Store and the Microsoft Store called Surviving the Aftermath, which felt, again, very fitting. It's, uh, it's a Sim City style game based in a nuclear fallout. And so I picked all the easiest settings, just not knowing what it was. I wanted to get used to the systems. The easiest settings for me were too easy. Um, I have a very successful little village going on right now, but it, have either of you played Banished? No. Uh, doesn't make a, doesn't ring a bell. Kind of a semi-difficult survival colony builder thing, which this is kind of what it is, a semi-difficult survival colony sim like a Frostpunk or something like that doesn't have the really cool sound effects that Frostpunk does doesn't have the you know I'm just gonna drink that uh, Cholula gotta keep it spicy Um, but indeed it has random plague events you know like there'll be a plague there'll be a nuclear fallout there'll be like um, a drought there'll be meteors um and those are the things that you deal with. You eventually set up systems of trade. You're sending scavengers out to get medicine and supplies, and at the same time dealing with um, scavenging around your base area for plastics and metal and stuff like that while you're slowly building a town. So kind of like a less polished Frostpunk, but of course Frostpunk's a full-featured game. Frostpunk is a much harder game. Um, but I have a feeling that this would be harder if I set it on a harder setting, but I got to where I felt like I was in a successful town after playing it on easy. And that was after about 10 hours of play. So I feel like I'm going to start that over at some point and it's going to be a mixture of pillars and that. And I felt like I had something else that I might play, but really that and pillars are the two things that I'm wanting to play over the next week or so. So yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, yeah. It sounds another like another game that's right up your fucking alley. If it, if it's a if it's a sim of some sort, or if it's a turn based game, it's that's basically your flavor. So, I well, mean, something to look forward to is we're talking about because we're going to talk about some news here in a second. Uh, Stone Shard actually comes out full featured game. I think as of uh, April twenty fourth. So I put that one on hold. I was playing that. And then I decided, it's like I knew it was coming out soon. They kept doing update, update, update. 
And then it said, it's coming out in April. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to stop getting making progress. That game's pretty hard. But it's a turn-based game, you know. So I decided I was going to put it on a hold. So far, looks really promising um, for a turn-based roguelike pixel art um, dark, what do you call that? Low fantasy. I mean, there are ghosts and stuff, but like you have some spells, but for the most part, it's sword and board kind of stuff and really okay. gritty atmosphere. Um, okay. A little bit survival-ish. I mean, I tend to like all the survival things. Anyways, Jason, what is on the news spectrum right now that isn't related to a pandemic? So, on the news spectrum, a whole lot more than last week. Uh, so, apparent Infinity Ward uh, put out a post this week. Apparently, they have banned over 50,000 cheaters since the launch of Call of Duty Warzone on March 10th. People that's cheating a, in that's Warzone? Free Call of Duty, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Basically, it's it trying to get so. through the articles to see what cheating, what kind of cheating they caught. Um, I mean, this this apparently included uh, the use of aimbots, wall hacks, um, some map porting, portaling, things like that. So there were. Uh, Apparently, there were a ton of people using these cheats, and eh, they got caught, which is Good. something we've been wanting these these developers to do for a long, long time in FPSs. So, yeah. you know, you cheat, you take the risk of getting banned, and I think that's good for the entire player base. Uh, I 100% yep. agree. Um, some other, uh, smaller stuff, uh, the Outer Worlds will be releasing on the Nintendo Switch now on June 5th. Uh, is so that what's the delay? A Switch port. What, There's a what, delay on it. There's a delay? Yeah, the whole, no, I wasn't going to yeah, try to go Yeah, this is, it was actually originally scheduled for this month. But was uh, uh, was delayed to June fifth. I see. Okay. Well, more uh, more switch ports for you know for uh, for bigger games. It's a good thing. Should be released at the same time. But what, what can you do? I know, right? Um, I mean. There, there are a lot of people out there who have switches that don't have other consoles or don't have gaming PCs, and I think it's, think it's good for, for good quality games like that to be on every, uh, every device possible. I have no idea what Justin's doing right now. He's playing with white selfies. No, playing with white balance. <laughs> um, other. And in other Switch news, uh, Nintendo announced that they will be doing uh, remasters of most Mario games for their 35th anniversary. Because why wouldn't they print money? 
I mean, why not? It really that's um, exactly what they're doing is printing money. They don't it's it's let's resell the games that we've already sold millions of times before with a polish. I mean, Spit showing it. Why not? Um, it's <laughs> going to make money. Uh, they have yet to announce what the full what the full list would be. Um, but of course, couple titles included in that will be Super Mario Galaxy, um, a possibly a new Paper Mario title, and a deluxe version of Super Mario 3D World. So that will be coming. I mean, new games, new playable games for the Switch are always, always good. I think that's one of the drawbacks to Switch right now is there aren't a whole lot of really good titles on it. Yeah, I, there's not enough, there's a lot of stuff for your kid, not a lot of stuff for me. Exactly. One of the things um, that I was kind of afraid of with getting a Switch, honestly. In other news, GameStop has now officially, and unfortunately this is Corona-related, uh, GameStop shut down all stores across the United States um, and only allowing cur- curbside pickup of products. They should have done that from the beginning. Yep. They were deeming themselves as an essential service for the longest time. But get this. So uh, as operation of the curbside pickup, GameStop has actually instructed their employees to use plastic bags if there are no gloves available to take said person's form of payment really and and bring it back to them yeah i mean Uh, i've gotten to the point where i've started to bandwagon a little bit with the i hate gamestop stuff just because it feels like every 10 seconds they're shooting themselves in the foot I uh I I don't think I can't say that I've actually been into a GameStop in probably over a year, probably well, and, a little longer. And we're one of the only places in the country that's doing the crazy test market. Like I said, back this is how long ago it was. It was back last summer. I was looking at getting a game and I was going to go into GameStop to get it because I wanted to get it uh you know who knows why I was going to go in there. It's convenient because it's right around the corner. And then I noticed that there was a smite tournament going on inside there with about 10 people and nobody was at the cash register. And I went in and just like looked for games and I couldn't find games. And I was like, what? I went outside and looked up and I was like, they didn't have the sign back up. So I didn't know what was going on. And then I asked somebody, I was like, is this still GameStop? And they're like, yeah, we're doing a smite tournament in here. Do you want to jump in? I was like, no. No. Where are the games? And he's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, to browse and then buy something else? And he's like, well, we don't have the browse section right now. If you tell me what you're looking for, I can go get it out of the back. And I was like, okay. And I said, I'm going to Walmart. <laughs> Which is immediately <laughs> behind this one. Got. <laughs> Which was you don't have weird. a catalog? It's going to be like the old days where you just 
walk in, there's a counter, there's a catalog on the counter. Like in Red Dead Redemption? (laughs) Right. Just like Red Dead Redemption. Yes. (laughs) So probably my biggest news story of the night is it's been revealed that uh, through Torrent Freak, the AMD is being ransomed for their source code for the Navi 10 and Navi 21 devices, as well as the Xbox Series X GPU Arden. Oh, boy. Interesting. Yep. AMD went Apparently again. an individual by the alias of Solus is claiming that they found the AMD source code on a unprotected server. Oh, somebody's in trouble. And I think I saw something, though, that they they weren't worried about what information leaked. Yeah. But basically, said person is ransoming the information for $100 million. Which they'll never get. And they're threatening that if they don't find a buyer for the information, they'll leak it everywhere. Um, But really, just let them leak it. Who cares? Right. Yeah, I mean, been... Really, AMD's not worried. Their press statement was the data security and protection of our intellectual property is a priority. In December, we were contacted by someone who claimed to have test files related to a subset of our current and future graphics products, some of which were recently posted online but have since been taken down. So, I mean, they're apparently not all that worried about the information the person has. Probably because they can make changes to it. If it's code, then it's probably microcode for uh, uh, for how the processors work, like driver microcode. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. No, that it's... It's things that they can either change or protect. Um, the, I don't think there's going to be too much to it. Uh, you know, it might be something that somebody could look into for vulnerabilities, but the code for graphics processors specifically isn't necessarily something that's being attacked all that often. You see more CPU attacks than you see GPU attacks. Uh, and that's just because CPU has way more, uh, has way more access to everything. Whereas a GPU attack doesn't necessarily give you access to much, uh, outside of graphics processing. So, you, so they could probably take cycles out of your graphics card if they wanted to, but that's about it. Don't quote me because I'm not like a friggin' security expert or anything, but I don't imagine that AMD is going to be super worried about it because if there is a vulnerability in their microcode, especially early on, you said this was in December. I'm sure so, that's fine now. Yeah, they probably have already patched the code for it, and these are for uh, GPUs that are, you know, by and large not in people's hands yet, so... You know, they've got time. 
The crazy thing is, is with the processor wars, you know, Intel versus AMD or AMD versus NVIDIA. Right now on the video card side, like AMD's came up quite a bit, but not quite where NVIDIA is. But on the CPU side, um, they've come into a place of real competitor, a real competitive edge. Like the PC that we're running on right now is AMD, the one that we're recording on. The yep. PC in the living room is AMD at this point. Rusty, do you still have an Intel in your uh, in your computer? Yeah, my rigs uh, have you know in Intel still, but I haven't felt the need to upgrade processors. So, you know, I probably will stick with what I've got, which is a seventy seven hundred K. Um, f- you know, for the foreseeable future. There really isn't a reason for me to upgrade because um, I don't do anything that's super CPU intensive. If I'm going to upgrade anything, it's going to be my graphics. Um, but it just like the level of affordability. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that was a fight. That was a fight. And now they're done. Wow. One dog tried to steal the other dog's toy. Well, I apologize. No, no, that's that's fine. All natural things, and we have nobody's hurt. Yeah. This is another hurt. thing that happens when there's no crowd control in the podcast room. That's right. Normally, Lola is. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I I just had a dog named Cross because there's a couple. You know, very close names there. Oh, look, that's the Zoe dog. It sounded like the Zoe dog won that battle. So, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She needed some scratches. Yeah, she did. But that—that's pretty much what I found on the news front. You find anything, Rusty? Um, I found a couple things. Uh, one of them uh, f- follows along with the uh, the Final Fantasy VII, uh, you know, remake. Uh, I found a bit about the file size, and this is going to be a big thing if you have an old PlayStation Four like myself, or have not upgraded the exp- uh, or expanded the uh, storage space. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake will have a file size of over a hundred gigs. Now, that's a lot. Uh, This was reported on IGN is where I'm getting the information. Um, And the original interview was with U.S. Gamer. Uh, The the co-director, which I'm going to absolutely butcher the name of, uh, Naoki Hamaguchi? Probably close enough. Nailed it. Uh, you know, said that rather than rethinking or uh, or thinking about repurposing standard assets for individual locations like the slums or the Shinra building for uh, for Midgar, uh, they decided to build each location using unique assets to achieve the quality they desired. So each area is going to be basically handcrafted. And, you know, it's going to have individual assets. So the, for 
to to break that down, there's not going to be standard cardboard box A and standard cardboard box B. There's going to be that cardboard box in that corner of this one area, and it will never be seen again. So that's kind of wicked and crazy. And this 100 gig uh, size is only for the first of the episodes for this game. And of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake being episodic, it's, there's going to be probably at least three episodes. At the very least, there hasn't really been anything that I saw that named out all of the episodes. I wonder what, I guess there's, did, they, did anybody say what the guest length is for standard versus extended gameplay for episode one? Well, there really hasn't been a whole lot. Um, there's, uh, there was the, the demo, which, you know, that came, you know, that came out recently and the demo was actually a fairly decent length for a demo. Did you play? Um, I did not play it. Uh, I said to myself, just like I do for pre-release games, um, uh, I don't want to do the same thing twice. So I'm there's only certain types it. of like early access stuff I can really do right now, and it's the stuff that's more on the open ended or sandbox play or right. you know roguelite or something like that, where I know that I'm going to get a different experience every time I play. Right. So and seven, like, uh, like seven days has been in alpha now for seven years. Right, and my Subnautica experience was something that evolved as they added new systems. Yeah, and they've got Below out right now. I'm actually waiting on Below to be finished before I play it. That's the same thing with me now. Um, but yeah, the the Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, they're, they're saying that each one of these episodes is going to be about the same length as a you know feature-length title, which... How much is uh, it running, cost-wise? Uh, each one of the games... Is it a full uh, 60 per episode, or is it like 40? I, I think it is. Let me double check real quick. I'll, I'll find out. You just keep talking. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the the file size is actually kind of a, a big deal. 100 gigs for the standard PlayStation 4. Uh, 60 bucks. For, that's like one-fifth of the space, right? So not counting like system usage. So there's not going to be a whole lot of room uh, on a lot of people's hard drives for a game so large. And because of how things are going right now in the world, a lot of these people are going to be downloading this game. And a 100 gig download for a game, uh, especially on a release day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, bet on being able to play it for a good while. That's one of those you start the download overnight and you just let it run type things because um, yeah, it could it, it could take a while for it to actually download so that you could play it. Um, there's also network infrastructure. They're going to make sure that they've got enough bandwidth for that kind of thing so that they can serve those game files to a lot of people. So hopefully, hopefully they've got that stuff beefed up before, uh, before the 10th, because I know 
a lot of people will be doing a digital download version of that game just because they don't want to, you know, leave the house uh, or have no other option. Because as I talked about on a previous show, the physical copies may be delayed because of shipping, you know, and, you know, sourcing materials for the, you know, for the shipping for that. So, um, pretty, you know, pretty huge, uh, thing for a game. The only other game that comes close to that as far as file size is concerned is, uh, I think Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, there, that, that game was pretty large. I think it was like, 80, 90, something like that. Yeah, it's like 80 gigs. Yeah. And Go that's ahead. not counting anything else, you know, anything that they've added since then. Of course, patching things and stuff like that. But, you know, file size of 100 gigs. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it from, uh, you know, in a today's perspective. Uh, Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation was, on the original PlayStation was, what, three discs? Uh, I think so. Something like that. Been a That's, minute. It's it's actually fairly equivalent if you if you look at it from uh you know from today's perspective they wouldn't be able to fit you know a lot of what they want to fit onto a disc so it would be a multi disc situation where they'd have to use a higher capacity disc. So I don't know. It it's it just struck me as a uh, as a funny equivalent. I'm like, oh, now it's going to take one fifth of my disk space. Great. I mean, we already we've already seen big games like Red Dead Redemption. I think was like eighty nine gigs. Yeah. Um, well, but just, I mean, a hundred is significant. Yeah, I know it it's not that big of a difference, but that's a pretty significant number. Well, yeah, uh, considering that's all you know that that is quite a few of what you would consider a standard game like a you know like a 40 or 50 uh gig game is actually fairly large uh but well, now I mean standard. most AAA titles are below 70 gigs right well it also kind of underlines the you know the the need for the 1 terabyte NVMe drives that the new uh new systems are going to have yeah uh, yeah so that is, you know, that storage, just the capacity is absolutely required. And, you know, most people who have older PlayStations also have the, uh, uh, the external hard drive. I, I don't, I don't normally use my PlayStation as much, uh, as I probably should, but, you know, I'm going to have to clear out games to be able to play that. I think I'm going to have to actually delete my God of War uh, off of the, you know, off of it just to be able to play it because I've got the Discord. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's outside of, you know, just some random, you know, plague related shit. Uh, that's pretty much the gaming news that I was able to find. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really found anything else that was of note. Um I may be I'm planning out my finances, so I may wait a minute before I pick up Final Fantasy and I know 
unless something drastically changes with my internet that a hundred gigs for me is like maybe a half hour. So I'm not all that worried about preloading it or anything like that. I literally could just start downloading and make lunch. Well, that's, that's just the download on your side. It depends on what the servers are able to serve. It's the bandwidth that I'm worried about is on the server side, not your side. Oh, that's true. Well, I guess that is something to consider. I mean, it'll reevaluate finances. That's something I really do want, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, keep in mind, uh, on your fast internet, it took literally two hours for The Witcher to attempt to download onto my Switch. Right, because of Nintendo servers. Yeah. Because Nintendo servers and saving to an SD card is also not super fast. Um, you know, so, I mean, the, there's other things to think about as far as, you know, it may not be your bandwidth. It may be how fast things are actually able to be served to you and how fast things can be written to a disk. Uh, that's what we have to think about nowadays. So... Um, I probably will just download it overnight. I don't necessarily need to play it immediately at midnight, so I don't need need to pre you know pre download. But the option is there. Uh, if you have it pre ordered, you can pre download it as of right now when we're recording this. Uh, so you will you know hopefully have already learned that and have done that if you wanted to play it right at midnight. Um, I don't see the need for you know that anymore. That might be just me being older. Uh, I guess just an old man anymore. But uh, I'll play it. It's gonna be one of those. It's not going anywhere. So why do I necessarily need to play it? Not a multiplayer situation where I'm gonna be competitive. This is gonna be a nostalgia trip. And I, I'll take my damn time with it. Yeah, if so, I end up getting it, I may just slowly work my way through. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's it's not like there's going to be anything that's going to be spoiled for us, right? Because we played the original. Uh, but it's, not it'll feel be brand new because it's been 25 years since I've played it. Oh, it's been less than that for me, but. <laughs> I yeah, but it, I Rusty, it you and I just played back through it a few years ago before you moved out. So right. I mean, yeah. I really haven't played it since probably like '98. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I, I was living I in my parents' house game every and had a bedroom in my parents' house, and was still in high school when I played it last. Oh, well, that's cute. Um, <laughs> now I'm pushing forty. <laughs> it's crazy I it'll, mean, it'll be like what I've been doing lately which has been trying to learn guitar songs and realizing I still have some some skill but I'm not where I was I was yeah, I was yeah. learning this Archbire song the other night and I got through the first 45 seconds it's a really cool riff but it's not really that fast I was like man I'm feeling pretty cocky then I hit the next part and it starts off with a sweep if you don't know what a sweep is it's several notes in sequence um, and a predetermined sequence very fast, and it goes through two or three sweeps before it jumps into the next part. I proceeded to spend two hours trying to learn that at a quarter speed on YouTube, and I said, fuck it, I'm going back to the drawing board, uh, I'm going to go play some Countdown to Extinction and feel good about myself and then go to bed. 
All right. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going to happen with me with Final Fantasy. I'm going to feel really cocky and like, oh, the whole battle system's changed. I'm no longer young. Um, none of the same strategies work anymore. I'm just going to have to take it as I go. Yeah, I'm not worried too much about the new uh, new combat system with Final Fantasy. Uh, I, I think that it it's just a sign of the times uh, and an active uh, an action more action based. Uh, you know, RPG is what people are used to anymore. So, um, you know, and, and we have to look at there's there's a whole generation of kids that haven't played Final Fantasy VII. They have no idea what what the whole deal is behind our nostalgia for it. They just look at an antiquated, old looking freaking game, and I mean, to be honest the polygon count for those characters was abysmally small. Uh, that right, was, right. Something like 12 or 15 polygons. That, There's that more than that, but it's... Virtual fighter times, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. And man, we thought it looked great when it came out. Oh, yeah. The only reason why it looked great is because of the pre-rendered backgrounds. Everything else looked like ass. <laughs> I mean, the cinematics looked all right. Still do. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd, be, it'd be cool if you made it as a college project at this point. Yeah. So I, I do actually appreciate the fact that they've up-resed it and, you know, and voice acted it. Oh, my God. Final Fantasy, you know, Final Fantasy X, when they started voice acting their Final Fantasies, it it really is like preferable to have a voice act in Final Fantasy nowadays. I don't want to read. I don't mind <laughs> do reading. I, I don't want to read. Why do I want to read? Alright, well, that's uh, that's all I've got to say, man. Let's wrap this baby up. Where can all you right, find guys. us, Jason? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash realtiltcast. You'll find cabbage videos there and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. We've got Picking Up the Pixels or Pupcast. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got, um, fuck, noquarters.net. We have got bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv. They're also in lockdown. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Thank you.